everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Elliot Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, and we've got a full schedule for us. We've got a lot to do today, and I'm joined today by Hani Herman, who is the Director of New Jersey Yachad, and Mrs. Cyril Goldman, who is a life coach and the parent of a child with disabilities, Chaim, who's now 25 years old, as well as five other children and nine grandchildren. Uh, just before we uh, get to our guests, what I'd like to do with them is introduce two new programs that uh, we started running in New Jersey with New Jersey Yachad and ask both Chani and Cyril from both the perspective of the director of New Jersey Yachad as well as a parent of a child with disabilities uh, what they think of these programs and how to how it will greatly benefit uh, the Jewish community. Uh, the first program we're going to speak about, uh, New Jersey Yachad did for the first time back in late December, uh, which was a program specially geared towards siblings uh, who are older, 21 years old, uh, siblings of a young adult with disabilities, uh, to see and to discuss what lies ahead for them and for their life, both in terms of caring for their sibling with disability, uh, aging parents, sibling responsibility, balancing family and sibling time, decision-making, and all that goes into trying to figure out how to continue, how to move on after, you know, once the child is no longer in school, once the child is no longer, uh, or is working towards employment or finding a job. Um, so with that in mind, I'd like to welcome both Hani Herman and Cyril Goldman to the Jewish Reaction. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. So yeah, let's start with Hani. Why don't you introduce, uh, just talk about where this program came from, why you decided to put it together, how it went, and when, when we can expect the next one. Um, so thanks for having me on the show. Um, sibling services um, have, are really starting to expand in New Jersey. We've been, well, we've always, you know, done some small programs with siblings, but um, it's really become, you know, one of my top priorities, um, not just for the younger children, but as you mentioned, we recently had an adult sibling event where we had six families represented. Uh, some of them came with spouses. Some of them came with other siblings. And really the idea behind it was actually um, sort of stemmed from our family Shabbaton, which we'll talk later, uh, where we bring siblings together to talk about um, their sibling with special needs growing older, their parents growing older, what their responsibilities will be towards that child, if any responsibilities at all. Um, really, it's a, it was a networking event, and I was surprised because, you know, you put six families in a room together, and they don't know each other, but yet the conversation immediately started flowing so naturally, and so many of them are struggling with similar things. Um, some siblings have already addressed certain issues in their family, so they were able to give chizik to other other siblings in the room and offer suggestions. And others just said, you know, I'm going through the same thing. Um, we brainstormed different ideas, ways to communicate with their parents. And that was a really phenomenal event and one which we hope to do more of. And Mrs. Goldman, as the parent of a child with disabilities and five uh, children without disabilities, the, the fact that Yachad put together this kind of program to more focus on the siblings of the uh, member themselves, um, what do you think of a program like this, and do you think that you know it's needed and that more can be done with, in terms of preparing the siblings? It's definitely, definitely needed, and it's absolutely uh, a great service to have available to the siblings. It's, I, I remember clearly walking with my children when they were younger, and we had typical scenes of 
poorly behaved special needs child displayed in the street and, you know, my children being embarrassed about it. And I think these sib shops, as I've heard them called, or sibling workshops, as, uh, you know, different groups call them, are, are crucial to help siblings learn how to cope with their younger child, older child sometimes in a family. It could be that the child with special needs is older than than the other children in the family. So it's very helpful. And, uh, you know, as uh, families grow and in-law children come in, uh, I think it's very helpful to bring the whole family together. There's lots of issues in terms of uh, legal care for a child as well, uh, guardianship, and those things that come up as a child grows, and those responsibilities may tend to fall, like Hani mentioned, on uh, on children when parents age and the children see if they have to step in or not. So I think it's very helpful and, and very useful, and Kalakavo uh, to arranging it, and hopefully there'll be more. And I, th- I think uh, for me, somebody who's relatively newer to the world of disabilities, um, I feel like this is, you know, typically the, the siblings uh, is something that might generally be overlooked, uh, that people are either concerned with the parents or with the child themselves with a disability. What about the other children that sometimes people just might not realize it can take a toll on them too? Yeah, I remember specifically talking to a parent in my community, and she said, you know, she's finding lots of resources to help her, but she's finding that there isn't really much out there to help her other children. So I think this is this is something that's appreciated by families. And, you know, sometimes families are not ready to come out and talk together. It's like Hani mentioned that they were... Six families in the room, they didn't know each other. Not always is someone willing to say, hi, I'm your neighbor, and I heard you have a special needs child, and so do I, and let's meet for coffee. You need the organization to come out there and announce this uh, availability of this program so that the families feel comfortable with each other and are able to talk freely. Absolutely. We're actually having, on President's Day, where typically a lot of schools are off, we're having um, a sibling events for younger children in Bergen County, um, ages 6 to 12, where they're going to be um, joined by an art therapist who is going to be doing um, artwork with them that has, you know, real therapeutic value, but it's also going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be held at the Teaneck General Store on Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, we've run events like this in the past, and they're usually very well attended. And they're really the idea behind it is that it's not therapy but it's a program that has a tremendous therapeutic value. And just having the kids in the room together, they don't even have to be talking about their brother and sister, but they're just in the same room, and they're being made to feel special because siblings are special too, and siblings belong. You know, we have this message at Yaha that, you know, everyone belongs. And sometimes we're talking about, you know, we're often talking about the individuals with special needs, but we need to be focusing on the whole family. And then, you know, a very special and key component of the family is siblings. Um and just one other thing to add about the adult siblings, you know, we, we talked about at the group how, you know, in every family, every person has a role in the family. You could be the, the clown of the family. You can be the organizer of the family. You could be the deputy, the, the serious one. Um, but these things, when you have a child with, when you have a sibling with special needs, these roles, you know, sometimes become more enhanced and they become very important to recognize in what that relationship is going to be with their adult sibling. I think one thing that I guess, Cyril, you can speak to this probably very well is just the importance of uh, like a Shabbaton, for example. If Chaim were to go on a Yachat Shabbaton, while the focus is that Chaim is having a great time going to whatever community they're going to and enjoying um, everybody he's met through Yacha. Talk about the importance that that allows you and your family to have on a Shabbos at home where either you can 
be more relaxed or spend more time with your other children or just have be able to take a nap. You said it all. It's really a, a great help to the families to have that Shabbaton. And uh, there were some times we had six weeks and we had three Shabbatons in a row. So it was really a helpful thing to have that quiet. And when we first heard about Shabbatons, Chaim was in high school and there was a period of time that between coming home from shul and kiddush would start and Chaim needed some attention and not everybody was around and just about everybody I spoke to at school about this issue asked, does Chaim go to Yachad? Does Chaim go to Yachad? And we kind of heard about it. It was a best kept secret for a while. So they are very helpful and it gives the chance for the family to be together for a while without the child who needs so much attention and to focus on the other children. Right, but I know, like, you know, in in the community itself, when the Shabbaton is happening, it tend, you know, the, the community members of that community probably focus on, it's so amazing that the Yacha members are here joining us for this weekend, but nobody really thinks of, I guess, quote-unquote, behind the scenes, or the people who aren't there, right. who are benefiting I just as much, do. if not more. I think they do. I think they know what they're doing, and the chesed that they're doing to the families, I think they know it. And that really that time really can allow the family to get to spend more quality time with each other. For sure. Uh, even just hanging out in the living room doing whatever, but just that time is probably so important to the family. It is, because the family needs to regroup every once in a while. Look, even if you have healthy children at home, parents need to go out and have their dates, and kids need individual attention, and everybody needs to have their time where they feel special sitting with their parents and and talking to them about whatever issues there are so how much more so you need it when you have a child with a disability who needs extra attention and and so much more of your energy that uh you need anything you can to to help you get through that so speaking about sitting around the living room you and i were speaking uh before we came on the air um about maybe singing or talking or doing whatever it is uh when you're hanging out as a family uh before we just get to that i just want to reiterate what we had said that Khani had mentioned that there was a second sibling event coming up on president's day which is going to be on monday uh february 18th which is going to be at the teaneck general store is there a time for that program, Khani? Yeah, it's 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that's going to be for an art therapy program at the Teaneck General Store. Yep, and there'll be games. Um, it's actually the Teaneck General Store um, sells lots of incredible games for kids. So the owner of the store has offered to have games available to the kids to play and learn different things. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, and we're going to come right back to this. But before we do, so I want to introduce uh, to everybody our first song, uh, which is going to be Miami Voice Choir's Vili Rishalayim, and explain why you chose chose that song uh, to be a part of the Jewish reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, if any of my kids are listening to this program, they might shoot me when I get home, but this was a, <laughs> this was a short performance by the Goldman children on Friday nights while Tati was in shul, and we were sitting on the couch trying to calm down before this, the hectic Shabbos meal would start with guests coming and going, and uh, it was probably a weekly performance that I had by my children of the Miami Boys Choir, the Lee Rishalayim song. Introduction, motions, and all. And here it is, Miami Boys Choir's Vili Rishalayim.
Miami Boys Choir's Vili Rishalayim. It's really a wonderful song. Always great to hear it. It's been a while for me, um, but very enjoyable. We're sitting here on the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. If you have any comments or questions or you'd like to reach out to me, you can feel free to email me at Eli at NachumSiegel.com. That's Eli, E-L-I, at NachumSiegel.com. And I'm being joined today by Chani Herman, who's the Director of New Jersey Yachad, and Mrs. Cyril Goldman, who has been, uh, for 20 years, she's been an active advocate for the special needs community as the parent of a 25-year-old with disabilities, as well as five other children and nine grandchildren. We're speaking today about the experiences that families have uh, living with a child with disabilities. Um, going back to the, the what the program Achani had just mentioned about a sibling event coming up at the Teaneck General Store, I know that, that New Jersey Yachad partners with the Teaneck General Store uh, as, part of the, as part of our vocational program as well. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that program, and then we'll come back to Mrs. Goldman and talk about her son's involvement in the vocational training program as well. Wonderful. Um, New Jersey Yachad has expanded this year to provide day services for um, young adults who have graduated from high school. And um, our program has actually doubled since September. where We started with four, and now we're up to almost eight clients. Wow. Which, um, A, just goes to show you the need in the community um, for these kinds of services, and B, um, to the wonderful partnerships that we've made in the community, uh, which is really making the program so successful. Uh, the Teaneck General Store is an example of a place where two of our clients volunteer once a week. Um, they're involved with taking inventory in the store, doing pricing, labeling, cleaning, um, they actually, one of our clients in the store actually learns how to play the games and then writes up a short description of each game. So if you came to the Teaneck General Store and you wanted to buy a gift for a five-year-old, you can look at the list of what games are age-appropriate for five-year-olds and then read about them. So our Yaha clients are the ones that actually do that in the store, which helps the owner tremendously. Um, so yeah, you know, Yachad Day Services has expanded and we're always looking to, um, find new places of employment and new volunteer opportunities that will, you know, expand the skills of our clients. 
So if you're listening out there and you do own a, uh, a store or a company, then you can use the help of uh, vocational clients through the Yachad New Jersey Vocational Program. You can reach out to Khani at njyachad at ou.org, and we're looking for either volunteer opportunities, paid internships, part-time, full-time, whatever it is that you need. There are plenty of Yachad members who are willing and able to help and just need to be given the opportunity to do so. Um, so Mrs. Golden, why don't you tell us about Chaim's experience in the Yachad Vocational Program? Chaim recently joined joined the Yachad Day program in Brooklyn and has, I'd uh, say, for the last three or four weeks gotten a job at uh, in, Yachad, in the, Yachad, in office. the Yachad office and uh, in a business in Brooklyn as well. So he's got two jobs. And it's a great training opportunity for him to grow into the uh, workforce and hopefully he'll be able to graduate from being a volunteer than having a paid position at these places. So just to let everybody know, the, the program that uh, Mrs. Cyril Goldman is speaking about is that every Monday, actually, we have a group of Yachad members from our day program in Brooklyn who come to the Yachad office, who come to the OU office downtown Manhattan, and actually place orders, take orders, fill orders from Cravings, the restaurant down the block, which we are grateful to partner with. Um, and actually, in addition to a 10% discount that Cravings gives, it gives incredible training opportunities and training uh, training skills uh, for the members in terms of dealing with the money and making change and placing the orders and making sure everything is correct. Um, just from speaking to Chaim, do you see that he's enjoying it? Do you see that he's building skills? It obviously might take, you know, be a slow process, yes. but you've you got to start. It is a slow process because in joining Dayhab, it took a while till the jobs were found, and uh, you know, time has to be utilized to understand the client's needs and what job would be best for them. So it was only recently that Chaim did start working, but he definitely feels better about himself. Uh, you know, your self-worth improves because you're actually busy doing something. So he's... I mean, he's nobody been, wants to yeah. just be at home all day doing nothing. It might be nice for a day or two to get a <laughs> right. day off. Day off. But pajama day do, is <laughs> Pajama days are great, but now when it becomes pajama no, month. He, he, for a while, he's been feeling that, that he needs to work. And, and, you know, at some point you grow past the, the day have activity idea of how you want to spend your time. But it's so. great for Chaim that he knows that he wants to work. Definitely. As opposed to, you know, not everybody is, is interested in working. Do you know anyone who doesn't want to earn money? No, okay. I, I actually don't. I <laughs> well, right in there wanting to, to earn his money. And he should, and good for him. Absolutely. Yeah. I was so, actually just talking to someone the other day about, you know, learning vocational skills and being part of day programs. And I actually think that one of the key components of this is building their self-esteem. Absolutely. Because if you don't have good self-esteem... You know, you're probably not going to be a very good worker. You're not very motivated. Um, you don't really feel a good sense of self-worth, which is a big part of what we're trying to do in the program. Like, you can do it. We can't do everything. Not everybody can do everything. We're not all good at everything. We have to find what we're good at and build them up. I think the most difficult part, I think Dr. Luchman, the National Director of Yachat, speaks about this all the time, that one of the two biggest difficulties facing the disability community is employment. Um, I, I don't know if either of you watched. Typically, I'm not interested in this, but the president last night gave a State of the Union address, and I watched specifically to see if he would mention the disability community. He spent a lot of time talking about jobs and the lack of jobs, but didn't mention the disability community, which I was disappointed in. Um, but it's really the, one of the more difficult, challenging parts facing the Jewish community, the Jewish disability community, uh, is just the lack of jobs 
for people with disabilities. You know, it's difficult for anybody to get a job. Imagine how much more difficult it is if you have a disability. And the hard part that you know we're hoping that people begin to realize is that anybody, even with a disability or without a disability, can be a very important part, can be a cog, can be an important part of an office, of a delivery service, of a store, and be an active part in the community as well. And I think that's just a very important. Um, you know, aspect to it that people might not realize. And just as a parent, I'd like to say thank you to the businesses who allow these opportunities for the community of children and adults with disabilities because they can be of value to you. They just need maybe a little extra more training, but we appreciate your patience and willingness to work with this population. That, that's really what we need is just more people to come out and say, I am willing to do this, and why not even come at a cost? You know, Yachad will provide the job training, the job coaches. Yachad will pay the job coaches. We just need to get people in the doors and people to open up their stores to people with disabilities. Uh, to that extent, um, Yachad is very excited to announce that together with the OU Job Board, which we actually started a couple of months ago, but unfortunately got derailed uh, due to Superstorm Sandy, uh, but the OU Job Board together with Yachad is planning our first job fair for individuals specifically with uh, special needs. It is scheduled for March 7th from 11 to 3. It's going to be in downtown Manhattan. If you're interested in either in participating or having your child participate, or if you're a business looking to possibly hire an individual with disabilities, please contact us at jufjobs at ou.org. And that's jufjobs at ou.org. That's the job fair together with Yachat and the OU job board scheduled for March 7th from 11 to 3. Mrs. Goldman, tell us a little bit about growing up when Chaim was in school and now that he's no longer in school, the transition from being a student uh, to hopefully... Finding employment must have been a very tough every day going from a very strict regimented schedule in school to all of a sudden not. It, it is a tough situation because school offers structure. No matter what it was, whether it was getting up at the crack of dawn to go to schools in New Jersey or staying in Brooklyn and going to school, but there was still that structure of Chaim will get up and go to school today. Once he left that, it was, okay, now what? Which feels kind of like the question we have with his whole life altogether right now is like now what what's his life going to be like but there are the programs out there that can help with the finding jobs are, are crucial to Chaim now and a young adult in this age group uh, you know whether it's someone who can have a job or someone who's just better at spending their time at a dayhab center it's a transition that is difficult, depending on the level of each person. But in, in our case, you know, thank God Chaim is verbal and can articulate his feelings quite well and say exactly what's on his mind. <laughs> and it, it can be very frustrating. The, the When am I going to get a job? I don't want to just do nothing. And I just sat around and I did computer today. So it was very frustrating until he really had a structured schedule and going to work and today I will be in Dayhab and uh, today is a volunteer job so it takes a while and it and it takes its toll so pr- professionally I guess I mean what what's your dream for Chaim what's your um employment dream for Chaim is it a specific job like I know for myself as a child I wanted to be in the NBA I was going to be, and it was going to happen, I was going to be a professional basketball player. But then I ended up, I stopped growing, I'm only 6'2", and I'm just not that good. But, you know, that was my dream growing up, but obviously my my dreams have changed a little bit since. But as a parent of a child with disabilities, what are your um, employment dream 
just to, to have him have the opportunity to do whatever it is that he can do in a setting that's safe for him and welcoming. I had a meeting this week at, at the Dayhab. I had a meeting last week. <laughs> G time flies. <laughs> and uh, the job that he has is stacking shelves. And he says, well, that's what I wanted to do, stack shelves. And he likes and, it. He and enjoys he's it. happy with it. He just feels accomplished. He has to keep the shelf clean or whatever it is that they tell him to do. That's what he wants to do. Obviously, the message is, I just want to be busy. I just want to go someplace, have a job, and go to work. And this is his work. And so something that I'll tell you, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there's actually a program uh, out in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't remember the name of it, but I actually went out to Cleveland to see it. And it was a program that was done together with um, a chain of dollar stores and the Cleveland uh, disability section of the, the Cleveland local government there. And it was actually a vocational training program where the store is entirely run by young adults with disabilities, from the cash register to stocking shelves to keeping track of inventory to opening and closing to making sure the place is clean. Um, and just to go out there, and we went to see, I think it was three or four different stores all in a 15 or 20-mile stretch where everything was done by people with disabilities. I think that's, you know, that's it's, a, it's, it's an incredible dream for us, for the community to be able to have that. Obviously, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, overnight, but that is something that does exist. Um, and it, what do you think about that? You know, being the parent of a child with disabilities, just the app, the fact that the option is there, it just needs to be broadened and reach more communities outside of just Cleveland. I think our kids that have disabilities today are lucky that they were born in this time period rather than 30, 40 years ago because society is so much more welcoming to them. And it's like, you know, if you want to volunteer, this is a great opportunity, the chesed that the kids do through their high school programs, this is something that everybody wants to be involved in. So I think that's to society's credit that we're welcoming and recognizing children and people with disabilities. Uh, that model that you mentioned in Cleveland, that's great. And I think there was a time, I noticed some stores in Brooklyn that had small stores that were run by people with disabilities. I don't know if they're still operating, but I think it was attempted to be done. And that could be great. You need organizations backing them and support from businesses backing it and uh, if I had a dream I would open up a cafe and let Chaim be the waiter busboy maitre d because he loves food and he likes to cook and we all love to go out to eat so that that would be a dream that I would love to do but so when is well, it opening? I, I don't know, but we're, 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 we'll work on our recipe <laughs> we're looking into file it. <laughs> in the meantime. Uh, Chaim could scramble a mean egg in the meantime, so he's going to do that. So we'll aim for a breakfast joint. Well, breakfast, coffee joint, muffins, <laughs> whatever you want. We'll, we'll put it in the menu. But I think uh, society is very welcoming to, to helping this population, and hopefully they'll all be able to have the opportunities that they're capable of doing and achieving successes at their level. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. If you'd like to email me, feel free to do so at Eli, E-L-I, at NachumSiegel.com. I'm being joined today by Chani Herman, who's the Director of New Jersey Yachad, and Mrs. Cyril Goldman, who is a life coach and been an advocate of people with disabilities for more than 20 years, as well as being the parent of a 25-year-old child with disabilities. Um... Khani, just before we let, let you go, I know you have a meeting to go to. Why don't you tell everybody about um, the art program that we're doing in New Jersey now for the second time around? Absolutely. Um, we had a very generous um, donation given by um, the Karasik family, Linda and Mark Karasik, in honor of Linda's mother. 
um, who herself was um, very involved with art. Um, and so we've developed an inclusive art program for junior high and high school students and um, Yaka participants in the community. And we come together once a week at an art studio in Englewood led by professional um, professional artists. And every week they do a different project. And I actually went to visit the program last night. It was amazing. You know, art is one of those things that, like, everybody can do. Everybody can do it in their own way. Um, there's nothing awkward about it. There's no specific conversation being had. It's like everybody's just working on a project and everyone's being biachad together. Honey, I can't draw a straight line to save my life. <laughs> you do not have to be a professional artist. Well, we I have rulers myself, just for that. <laughs> I myself cannot draw a straight line. And when I came in and I saw what they were doing, it was amazing. It was just fun, very expressive, um, messy. It was great um, from an OT perspective from a social perspective, everything was just it was a lot of fun and I just saw natural conversations happening between kids of all different ages. That's what I loved about it. Like you didn't have to be, you know, a certain age to enjoy it and to socialize with one another. It was fabulous. So that, that's the uh, the Ruth Ulevich Lang Inclusive Art Program, which takes place at the Art Place at 290 Curry Avenue in Englewood, New Jersey. It takes place on Tuesdays from February through March at 7 o'clock. Um, and if anybody is interested in finding out more about that program, you can reach out to Khani at New Jersey Yachad at njyachad at ou.org. Khani Herman, the director of New Jersey Yachad, is joining me together with Mrs. Cyril Goldman, who's the parent of a Yachad member and a life coach for more than 20 years. Uh, I'd like to speak about um, an upcoming program for Yachad, uh, called Yachad's Family Shabbaton, which this coming year will be May 3rd to the 5th, which will be the 27th version or edition or annual Yachad Family Shabbaton. Um, this will be my third Yachad Family Shabbaton. I can tell you about the tremendous tremendous growth uh, that the program has experienced just over the last couple of years. Two years ago, we started out with 550 people, which I thought was incredible. And last year, we had a sold-out crowd of almost 800. Um, Khani, why don't you introduce the program? Okay, so as you mentioned, May 3rd to the 5th is the 27th Annual Family Shabbaton. Uh, we're so excited that Dr. David Palkovitz will be joining us this year. It is not his first time coming to Family Shabbaton, and he's back by popular demand of the parents. Um, every year we give out a... Um, an evaluation sheet, and we ask parents, who else do you want to hear from, other speakers we can bring. Every year, they mention David Palkovitz, so um, he has graciously agreed to come and join us. So we're excited that he will be there, as well as many other fabulous presenters. Um, Cyril Goldman, who's joining us today on the show, will be there as well, um, giving chizuk to other parents and advice and talking to them about resources that are out there in the community, as well as advice on, well, you'll talk more about it, but, you know, dealing with stress and coping with having a child with a disability. Um, and as you mentioned, Ellie, the program has grown tremendously. I mean, when I started 12 years ago, I think we had three, 400 people coming, which, again, I also thought was a lot of people. Then we grew to five, and then we went to eight. So I'm expecting that we might be close to a 1,000 people this year. <laughs> um, and it's really an incredible weekend. Now, let's I'll talk a little bit about it from a parent perspective, but as a, from the professional end, it's an incredible weekend and a very inspirational one. I think the last Shabbaton my family went to, Dr. Pelkovitz was there, and we enjoyed him very much. And in subsequent years, I didn't see that he was on the panel. I don't know if he was recently. We couldn't make it for obvious for several reasons. Not obvious, but you didn't know I was in Israel last year that I couldn't make it to the Shabbaton. Well, had we known far enough in advance, we might have changed the date. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should have checked my schedule. <laughs> well, do that this year. 
here. Can okay. you come? I, I think so. There we I go. put it on the calendar, <laughs> and I'd really like to be there. And as a life coach, I really feel from my experiences that I can share what I've learned with other families going through this challenge. And, and it is a challenge, and, you know, there's this joke that um, someone comes up to the pearly gates and asks God, you know, is it true that the Jews are the chosen people? And he says, yes. And he says, well, could you pick someone else? And sometimes as parents with special needs, people would come over to you and say, you know, um, Hashem chose you to have this child and you could handle it. And God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And like, please, Rabbanu Shalom, please just, just find some other way to show me your love. And this is really a tremendous challenge. And depending on whether you know before the child child is born that there will be difficulties or as in our case Chaim developed something in a year and a half and we were totally thrown off of course with raising a child because he took sick and and it's just you know how do you cope how do you make it through day to day you have other children you have a job you have responsibilities and just where do you go what do you do what's right what's wrong there's no right or wrong whatever you feel you can do is right and whatever you feel you can't do then you don't. But it's a tremendous challenge, and there are ways to cope, and just sharing information with other people gives parents chizuk and knowing that they're doing the best they can and hopefully working to help their child achieve their potential. So I'm very much looking forward to being at the Chapatone and, and offering some advice, and Hani's going to talk to me about what my schedule could be. And, uh, you know, until Shabbaton, if if anyone would need me, they can contact me. At my website, it's peaceofyourmind.com, because uh, by talking about these challenges, you will achieve peace of your mind and and be able to make it through. So again, the Yachar family Shabbaton is scheduled for May 3rd to the 5th. It's going to be once again at the Hudson Valley Resort and Spa. Um, just to make it clear to people, if they're not already familiar, the Yachar family Shabbaton is actually the only program that Yachar does throughout the year that's really geared towards the entire family. It's not a Shabbaton for the Yachar members. It's not a Shabbaton for the advisors. It's a Shabbaton for everybody, for parents, for siblings, for cousins, for aunts, for uncles, for younger siblings and older siblings, uh, and everybody in between. I know that Hani Herman uh, has to go, but I want to thank you for joining us, well, and so we will me. have you on again soon. Fabulous. Looking forward nice to seeing you. everyone at Family Shabbaton. <laughs> You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined by Mrs. Cyril Goldman, who is a life coach and the parent of a child with disabilities. Just before we continue talking about life coaching and, and the way that you can help people and what you've done in the past, uh, let's uh, listen to our next song, which again, I'll ask you to introduce, which is Mordechai Ben David's uh, Someday. I know you recently just heard the song. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that? As part of uh, being aware of children with special needs, my husband and I do a fundraiser in our community, the Soul to Soul Concert, which Nachum Siegel so graciously plugs on the network and on JM in the AM. And thank you, Nachum, for that. We had a sellout, above sellout crowd this year. And Mordechai How and many David, people? We, uh, 1,400, and wow. plus the few that may have snuck in, so we were a little <laughs> over. But uh, Mordechai and David was featured along with Eighth Day, and having just heard someday, it just rings in my mind as a message for, for all of us that uh, no more pain, no more suffering, and just the, the dream we all hope for to be in Yerushalayim, Bezras Hashem, with Mashiach. So, that's so a here favorite. is Mordechai ben David's Someday.
flickered on that day
ירושלים בעזרת Welcome back to the Jewish Reaction. That was Mordechai ben David Sunday. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. And if you'd like to email me, you can do so at Eli, E-L-I, at NachumSiegel.com. I'm being joined now in the studio by Mrs. Cyril Goldman, the parent of a child with disabilities, as well as five other children and nine grandchildren, um, who is also a life coach who's been working with people trying to help them through uh, some different difficulties that they might face. Um, so why don't you just tell us about a little bit about being a life coach in general, um, how you came to be doing this, the experience that you've built up for just years of living in the Crown Heights community and as well as being the parent of an individual with special needs. Uh, that's exactly it. Having been a parent of a child with special needs and uh, having an older child, um, I find I found that many times I've been asked what schools are appropriate or uh, coping skills and how we manage with other children. And I just felt that in placing value on my time, I can do this as a service to people and make myself available for a set amount of time to discuss all these issues with people and make myself available. With the web, you're available online, and uh, this good old-fashioned telephone is also uh, available for my expertise. So the expertise itself, explain to everybody the difference really between being a life coach and a psychiatrist or a psychologist and really yeah. the the emphasis or the more attention that you as a life coach might be able to give them in a broader sense. I think uh, a psychiatrist, everybody knows, is going to give you all kinds of meds to help you feel better. And uh, going to psychologists might be a little more intense in terms of it being a therapist. And a life coach, I find, is an easier way for someone to work through their challenges. And the method of life coaching is really to empower the person who's having those challenges and through questions and talking and dialogue, let that person figure it out for themselves and let them see that they do have the resources within themselves to know what to do. But just... You being the life coach, you're available for that person to come and talk to you about what's on their mind, and you will help them navigate that challenge and see how best they can make it through. So now speaking specifically to the disability community, um, and I'm sure you speak to, to a lot of parents about this, but what do you feel, and as a parent yourself, is the most difficult, um, not aspect, but the most difficult challenge facing uh, the family or facing the individual? Um that, that they might not have faced yet, or they might have faced, but might try to cope with or deal with differently. I don't know. Couldn't we have a healthy kid, God? Couldn't you have done something but saying, but, but different? Is, you know, is really, that something like that you, you have to ask yourself every day? You know, why me? Yeah. Why very, me? Very, why me? Why my child? Why, so why but, is this so child how do you answer that question for yourself, let alone answering it for other people that you're working with? You know, faith plays a big part in it. There is a God in this world. Nothing happens just like that. There is a reason for everything, and we just don't know it. And, uh, you know, we, we pray for the time that when Mashiach comes, we will know the answers to all these questions. But in the meantime, we're faced with this challenge for whatever reason it is that, that we don't know. 
uh, being part of the Crown Heights community, Hasidus plays a big part in my life. And if I can share that message with others, uh, Hasidus teaches us that, that we don't know the source of everything, and everything comes from a heavenly place where it's really good, but us in our physical uh, bodies that we are and the levels that we are, we don't understand the great level that things come from. And we just have to try understand that everything is for the good and everything is for the best. I, I remember once the father of uh, Nachshon Waxman, who was the soldier who was who was picked up uh, right. by a hitchhike and uh, ter- terrible, terrible tragedy that uh, befell him. And he was unfortunately killed by his uh, uh, pickup ride, which turned out to be uh, Arab terrorists. He, his father happened to be in the community for a Shabbos, and I heard him speak. And to hear this man say the words and quote the words of Eov, Hashem noten, Hashem lakach, Yehishem, Hashem uvarach, I was just moved forever by the uh, amuna that he had and the acceptance that he had in his lot and having just lost his son to such a tragedy. So I think our faith plays a big part in us understanding the challenges that we have. And as difficult as they are, and the questions that we have with them, um, you know, through life coaching sessions and through prayer and uh, an extra chapter of Tillim, we just come to understand that we don't know why, but this is the challenge we have, and we're going to have to find ways to face the challenge and cope and make it through. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined by Cyril Goldman, who is a life coach and the parent of a 25-year-old Yachad member, a child with disabilities. If you can find, if you want to find out more about Cyril Goldman and uh, the life coach, uh, you can go to peaceofmind.com. Uh, I think it's peace of your mind. Oh, I'm sorry. It's is peace it? of your mind. Yes, <laughs> yes you're peaceofyourmind.com. Um, one That's question. Peace is in P-E-A-C-E. Like peace, peace as in P-E-A-C-E yes. of your mind.com. Um, just one last question that I think actually I thought about last year actually around family Shabbaton. I got a call from a, a mother of a child with disabilities. It was um, I think it was a 15 month old uh, who had Down syndrome, um, and I was talking to her about you know j- just about the family Shabbaton itself, and she said, you know, she just didn't know what to do. With anything, you know, from A to Z, you know, we were speaking mostly about in terms of if you have an older child with disabilities in terms of finding employment or which schools to go to if they're six or eight or ten in terms of elementary school, upper school, high school, nursery. What do you speak to or what do you, how do you encourage parents of an infant who are totally blown off by this? They have no, like, what just happened to me? Their whole world is turned upside down. You know, that's got to be an incredibly difficult position to try and help them out of. Well, Ellie, I hope you remember who that mom was because I'd love to speak to her. I will. I will, I will advice. be there. Yeah, I'll hook the but, two of you but, up. Um, I, I think, you know, just accepting the fact that you have this child is step one. That's right away going to help you cope. We can't fight it. This is it. These are the facts. And, and my husband always tells me when we have sometimes a, a situation, he goes, just deal with it. We just it is to, what it is. It you is ju- what you it just is. have just to have deal to with deal. it. Look, some things you could change and some things you can't. So sometimes you just have to deal with it. So acceptance is step one. And step two is, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to my family, especially my mom, because without her, I don't think I would have been able to cope through this. And she's been a tremendous support to us, especially when Chaim was little. 
and we were just going through this. So there, there's got to be someone. Sometimes it's difficult to talk to your family. Sometimes they're not accepting of a child with special needs still in this day and age, even though so much of, of this population is accepted. But there's got to be one person that you could go to to talk to that could help you cope through that. So as a life coach, maybe it's me. Um, if you have a good friend, if you have a rabbi, if you have someone, a, a, a favorite teacher, somebody, there's got to be that one person that you could turn to and say, help, I, I need some direction, I need to learn how to cope. And, you know, even as Chaim ages into adulthood now, I'm at a crossroads as to now what? You know, right. we, we had school, we had this protection of camps that were available, There there's still summer programs available for adults, but... You know, I still need to learn what's out there. What do I do? And and does he marry? Does do do we approach that subject or not? And and you know all these different levels that he's at now at, at this age in his life. So there's always a learning experience. And as soon as you think you've mastered one age group, then the kid grows up, and we got it. After Chaim's bar mitzvah, I felt like I climbed Mount Everest, and we had a fantastic celebration with the Charlie Harari being there, and the Hass counselors that were there, and we will never, ever, ever forget those guys as long as we live. They were wonderful to Chaim. But um, now what? I had this teenager, and I felt like I gave birth all over again, and, and here we go. So there's always a challenge, and as a life coach, I feel that uh, I'm available to to help people navigate this challenge that they have in raising a child with special needs, and and just networking with other families. The Achat Shabbaton is a great opportunity. You always pick up something. You may not pick up everything. It's not going to be the cure-all answer. It's not not everything's going to stick, but whatever it is that you're able to hold on to, that's that much more than you had yesterday. You know, this little uh, muscle of uh, people coming together and everybody's bringing their burdens to the town square and everyone's going to place their bundle in the town square and everyone has the opportunity to pick up another bundle and you could walk away and get rid of your bundle of whatever it is that your troubles are, your, your bundle of troubles are being dropped off. And everybody comes together and they drop off their bundles and everybody picks up their same bundle and Nobody goes home. Wants somebody else's Nobody wants problems. someone else's problems. Nobody knows someone else's challenges. And like, you're doing great and I don't know how you manage. And, you know, you don't know how I manage. You're right. You don't know how I manage. You don't know what I'm going through. But somehow we have to find the strength to go through this challenge and raise this child and our other children and our families and, and use every resource that's out there to help us. I think that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, understanding that, you know, we don't know why this happens. We don't know why. But it happened, and rather than just throwing up your hands and saying, I'm out, that's not an option. You know, that's it's an option if, you know, you were if you don't like the team for dodgeball that you were picked on, you can say, I'm not going to play. But this isn't a game of dodgeball. This is real life, and you don't always have that option of just walking away. Yeah, then you won't have recesses that big. <laughs> so, you know, who, who doesn't want to You know, everything, whether you're losing weight, whether you have to find a job, whether you're finding a shidduch, there are many, many challenges that we face. We just have to network and use the resources available to us and, and believe in the Yad Hashem that's with us to help us cope. That's, that's, I think, exactly what we need to do. We're speaking with Cyril Goldman here on The Jewish Reaction, who's a life coach. You can find that more by going to her website at peace, dot com. Cyril, I want to thank you for joining us. What's one last quick message that you'd like to give to our listeners out there? Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that, but... Uh, we have to be biyachad all across the board, not just within the OU, but all across the board to bring shalom and peace and and... 
end all our suffering. I'll tell you just one quick story, actually, related to family Shabbaton. Two years ago, I had only been for Yacha for a couple of months, um, and I was new to Yacha, new to the disability world, new to, to to the work that Yacha does. And related to family Shabbaton, I got two calls in the span of five minutes asking about Yacha family Shabbaton. One was from a mother, uh, a single mother with a 12-year-old son, um, asking if she was able to come to the Shabbaton. They're not from, they're not Orthodox. The son doesn't own a suit. She wears pants. She doesn't cover her hair. I said, yes, of course. And then five minutes later, I got a call from a family from, I think they were from Muncie, and he wanted to know that if he came, and he came to Davening wearing his Strymel and Becker show, would he be the only one? And just to me, that was very impactful. The fact that these two people, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what kind of Jew you are. Everybody needs to figure out how to make this work, and we're all dealing with similar struggles. Uh, we're in this together, and, and hopefully our there, there's strength in numbers. So hopefully we'll be there for each other and ultimately march to Shalayim before the Shabbaton. <laughs> well, that would be wonderful. That we started planning, but that would be wonderful. That would be great. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. I want to thank Chani Herman, the Director of New Jersey Yachad, for joining us, as well as Cyril Goldman, a life coach, who you can reach out to at peace, P-E-A-C-E, of your mind, dot com. Cyril, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you, And Ellie. we wish you all the best. Thank you. Nice to meet the voice behind my laptop. Uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is the Jewish Reaction. We air live on Thursdays from 5 to 6 p.m. And then again, we'll replay the show on Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. and Tuesday nights from 9 to 10 p.m. Uh, just before we go, we're excited that Perm is coming up, which leads us to two things. A, our last song of the show, and then also an upcoming program that I'd like to share with you is the second annual Perm celebration brought to you by Sprinkles and the Marilyn David Ivdu Upper School, which is Yachad's uh, special education school located in Brooklyn. The program will be from 11 to 1 at Sprinkles Flatbush at 1321 Coney Island Avenue, and that's going to be on Tuesday, February 19th. This coming Tuesday, a Perm celebration together with Sprinkles and the Maryland David Ivdu Upper School. With that in mind, I'd like to wish everybody a wonderful Shabbos, wish everybody an enjoyable uh, Purim, and we're going to end off here with the Maccabees version of the Purim song. Stanford Hotel, so grand Shushan is the place where it all began The hidden miracle One man, second in command Slay all the Jews with his wicked plan A scheme so miserable He chose a day for the disaster It's ironic what came after He didn't know a girl named Esther Turn it upside down So raise your glass if you can see The hidden meaning's right in front of you We will never be, never be anything but proud To tell the story, then I offer who Won't you come on and come on and raise your glass Just come on and come on and raise your glass Esther became the queen Cause God was pulling strings from behind the scenes She wore the royal crown Three days the Jews just prayed Queen Esther was her life went to save the day She took Haman down The streets were filled with celebration Everyone ate Haman Jubilation for 
My name is Eli Hagley. I'm the assistant director of Yachad. You've been listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. I want to thank you all for joining me, and we'll be right back here next week, Thursday at 5 o'clock. Thanks, and have a great Shabbos.